0: Hi and welcome to the Chad Show Podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them, to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the chat show podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha.
1: For a calling which he was reluctant, <laughs> but but he was the only one who was qualified for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> powerful, powerful message. Absolutely. Uh,
0: amen. amen.
1: And we're the children of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, no, Lori said she was going to join us. today, just uh, to waiting uh, oh, Okay. I'm yeah, here! Everybody. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, okay. <laughs> Hi, Lori. Hi, everybody! Hello. Hi, Lori! Didn't register your name and uh, I guess your video. Oh, okay. Finally, I see your picture. All right. You see my picture? I can't see yeah. myself. Uh, so you're and, there, uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're there. It went black yeah. again. It went black again, yeah. Oh, I don't
0: know what's the matter of my video
1: thing. It don't work. Anyway, anyways, I'm here. Never mind me. Alrighty, so I think we got Mikey from uh, the Philippines. Happy Sunday, there, Mikey. Happy Sunday, happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy, happy, happy oh, Sabbath. Hey, happy Sabbath, Mike. So we'll uh, begin. Um, let's bow our heads for the Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come boldly to Thy throne of grace. Not because of anything on our part, Father, but because of all you, Father, because of what Jesus has done for us, Lord, and is continuing to do for us. Father in heaven, in his name we ask for thy Holy Spirit, for the agency of the Holy Spirit to guide us through your word, so that we will understand your word correctly, be able to share it effectively, Lord, and most importantly, to obey your word exactly and joyfully. This is our desire. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. When it comes to listen to the word, they'll listen to the word. But, man, oh man, not only do they listen to the word, they will search the scriptures daily to make sure that whoever spoke the words is speaking it straight from the Bible and speaking it correctly and truthfully. So that's why we study the Bible with the same. And then we have this great counsel from Melanie G. White, where she says, we should not take the testimony of any man as to what the scriptures teach, but should study the words of God for ourselves. If we allow others to do our thinking, we shall have crippled energies and contracted abilities. That's from Steps to Christ, page mm. 89. Wow. These are the two guiding principles that we follow or we, we try to follow as we study the Bible. Amen? Mm. So, the yeah, hopeless. The hope or the hopeless. What's the mindset of the hopeless? What? Who would you call hopeless? Uh, people that a have. Person without hope. <laughs> okay, you're giving me the killer answer. <laughs> Bring it back to me. <laughs> that, that's fine. You know. Someone that, who lacks that, hope. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that's hope. All <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah? Uh, okay. okay. So let's go over this. This is what Alan D. White describes a hopeless person. One, someone who remarks that he was so full of faults and mistakes that he felt very much afraid that he should never obtain a fitness for heaven. Think about it. So this is a Christian. Somebody's walking, but he's beginning to doubt because... He finds that his mistakes keep on coming up and up and up, right? And then the more earnest his efforts to overcome, the more discouraged he became in view of his own imperfect life and character. Review and Herald, February 17, 1885. Right? So, this, this is the mindset of the hopeless uh very aware of his or her own faults and mistakes and not only that it's gone gone beyond that to the point where he feels that he might not be fit for heaven and then and then he feels he or she feels that the more effort he or she exerts to overcome the more discouraged he becomes in view of his own imperfect life and character notice the mindset of the hopeless they are not focused on anybody else They are focused on their own mistakes. Ellen Ewart continues. She says, They might be as wearily climbing, reaching up a trembling hand to grasp the next round of the steep ladder of progress, fearful that a fall would prove fatal, yet knowing that there is much more climbing to be done before they reach the point at which they aim. The mindset of the hopeless. They feel disheartened. The words of discouragement and doubt would be to them a saver of death unto death. In other words, the, the, the hopeless, they are very sensitive. If someone just gives them any word of discouragement, it, it's, it's over for them. It's over for them. They, they are that close to their, point, to, to their the, the point of no return. Then she says, Ellen White, she says, The hand that needed strengthening would become nerveless. The efforts, palsy, weakened, were one of these to be told, you will never succeed in the formation of a Christian character. You will soon tire of the effort. You have not sufficient determination of purpose to persevere. So this, the, the hopeless, is someone that is very, very vulnerable to any word of discouragement. They cannot, and any little word of discouragement just sets them even further, down the path of hopelessness. And you know, people will tell me, Your experience has been all wrong. And the lessons you must learn in order to become Christ like in character will be so new and hard that you will never master them. Any little word of discardment is amplified in their mind. That's the mind of the hopeless. Review and Herald, once again, February 17, 1885. So then, the study today is what message should we give them? Words like we've just read, Ellen D. White says, words like these should never be spoken to one who has decided to live a Christian life. When someone walks down the Christian path, no word of discouragement should be given to that person. Because we know that we are all going to go through a path of hardship and trials. And therefore, the only thing that we need to tell each other is encouragement. amen? Amen. 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 Ellen E. word continues. Whatever may have been his or her past experience, however discouraging, if he will change his course, if he will come to Jesus just as he is, weak, helpless, and despairing, our compassionate Savior will meet him a great way off. A great... This is the prodigal son's story. The father did not wait for the son to reach him. He ran to the son. And will throw about him his arms of love. And his robe of righteousness. He speaks to him kind loving words. Like come unto me. All ye that labor. And I have a And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Other words, again, like from Isaiah 55, 7 and 8. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And he, the Lord, will have mercy upon him. And to our God. For he will abundantly back So instead of a word of discouragement. This is what we need to encourage people. For my thoughts the Lord said. Are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways. My ways. said. Except... Mm. Last verse, That last verse. Verse 8 of Isaiah 55. What does that. When you hear that. And the Lord says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. That are your ways, my ways, said the Lord. What does it connect to you? What does it bring to your mind? <coughs> that God has plans, that other plans than what you may have for yourself. Amen. Very good. Anyone else? For me, when I hear that, it tells me that when someone, when some other created being tells, created being tells me, there's no hope for you, then I know that there's hope for me, because (laughs) the Lord's ways are not the same as that way of men. I will never take what man ever tells me. Man's words, just wind. God's words, power, big difference. You might in you know, a man's story just just give him a pipe and let him blow. That's a, that's exactly the same thing. That's wind. And if if you are lucky, you might get some music out of that, but most of the time you know you just get noise. That that's what that's what verse eight always connotes to me. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. And not are your ways, my ways, Ephraim. Folks, we don't have any business discouraging anybody else. Because we're just playing right down the path of what Satan wants to do. Let us encourage with this, you know. There's many verses that I've just quoted to you, uh, given you, you know, uh, Matthew uh, 11, 28, 29 and 30, and Isaiah 55, 7 and 8. Both of them are very encouraging. They're saying, let the wicked that forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Just let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy. It doesn't say when, when he returns, he's going to get, you know, whacked or anything. No. When you return to him, he will give you mercy. Again, we have another great verse in Ezekiel 33, 11. Say unto them, tell people that, tell somebody who is feeling hopeless. Tell them, as I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure in your death. No pleasure in your death. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Think about this, Lord. I mean, folks, I mean, our Lord is saying, He doesn't enjoy destroying the wicked. He does it because that's the only choice that the wicked has has chosen. But that's not his preference. So, folks, when God destroys the wicked, he's doing something that is not his preference. That's not his first choice. Here, this verse clearly tells us, as I live, said the Lord, as I live. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? The Lord wonders, why do they want to die, given the fact that I don't want them to die? So when we go down the path to hell's destruction, we are going against God's will, God's choice, God's desire for us. Amen. 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 Second Peter 3, 9. And another great verse. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men may count slack, but is long-suffering to us. Why? Not willing that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance and therefore have everlasting life. This is the message of hope. We need to tell someone it's feeling hopeless, saying, that's not that's not where the Lord wants to take you. Come back to him, come back on his path of, of joy, come back on his path of life. So then we know we've been kind of inferring that the devil don't doesn't want us to hear this encouraging message, right? Doesn't want us to hear these encouraging words. So how do we counter the, the devil? Any thoughts? How do we counter Satan? Because we know he's going to come at us. Hard. He's going to be telling us what what uh, we we show in the beginning, you know, or oh, the path of a Christian is too high. You know, you'll never reach it, no matter how hard you you know. It's, it's 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 a hard might as well just stay here. So how do we counter Satan when he comes at us with all those things? And he's I mean he keeps a very detailed list of all the wrongs that we we do, not the good. Only the wrongs. He has a very detailed list, and it brings it fresh to our memory. So, how do we counter it? Um, Any thoughts? Non-scripture. Non-scripture. scripture. Yeah. Scripture. Amen. What else?
0: Prayer and supplication.
1: Prayer, right? And fasting. As we remember the disciples that tried. Okay, so let's get deep into that. It's what Ellen White tells us. When you're feeling that way, look at what he says. It is your thought that your mistakes and transgressions have been so grievous that the Lord will not have respect unto your prayers and will not bless and save you. What is he saying? Is it true? No, he says it's your thought. Your thought is uh, focusing on that. You are dwelling on that, right? Satan comes in with his temptations and a flood of unbelief. If you attempt to strengthen your souls in God, he will try to divert your attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. You see what he does? Mm-hmm. This takes you from God and says, No look at yourself. I'm just giving you the list of the, all the bad things you've done. <laughs> you think the Lord will take somebody that, that's done all those things? That's what he does. But remember, but remember what he just did. He just took your vision away from yourself, from away from God, mm-hmm. to yourself. So he knows that our vision should be where? Then? Should be with God. Jesus, as long as our vision is with God, there's nothing that He can do. Remember this, folks. Our past sins are what, folks? Complete that for me. Our past, they're done. There's nothing that you can do to undo them. You can all you can do is just repent of them. You see what I'm saying? He's bringing up something that's history. Satan comes in with his temptations and a flood of unbelief. If you attempt to strengthen your souls in God, he will try to divert your attention to yourself. Here you see nothing but your weakness. Nothing to recommend you to God. And he tells you it is of no use. You cannot remedy your defects of character. That's what the devil tells you. So what what, what do you tell the devil? Look at what Alan Dewey tells us. Answer him with this. It is true that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He is my only hope. He is my strength, my deliverer. He's made unto me sanctification and righteousness. Amen. Amazing, huh? Amen. She says, don't deny it. But you're beyond the point of sin. She says, tell the devil. It is true that I'm a sinner. I'm not disputing that. And I cannot save myself. not disputing that. However, Jesus, Lord Jesus, praise be to his name. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He is my only hope. He is my strength and my deliverer. He is made unto me my sanctification and my righteousness. His righteousness is good enough for me. will become mine. View and Arrow, February 17, 1885. Look at what Ellen G. White says in that phrase, that answer, that's a simple answer that we should give the devil. She's basically quoted three verses from the Bible, at least three. First one is Luke nineteen ten. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save yeah, that which Christ is lost. Was lost. Now notice what that uh, Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. He doesn't just wait for us to come to him. He s- seeks us out. He looks for us. Psalm 18, 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my, my, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation in my high tower first corinthians 1 but of him i in christ jesus who of god is made unto us wisdom our righteousness our sanctification and redemption amen what a great answer right? what a great answer very crisp Very, very Christmas. It is true that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself, but Jesus, praise be to His name, He came to seek and to save that which was lost, like me. He, therefore, is my only hope. Therefore, He is my strength and my deliverer. He is made unto me, my sanctification, victory over sin and righteousness. Amen. 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 Yes. But of him are ye in Christ, Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Any thoughts? Questions? Comments? What's that mean? He's made unto us wisdom. And righteousness etc. You know the, the amazing thing about this verse is that without Christ, this verse is basically saying without Him we don't have any wisdom. Without Him we don't have any righteousness. Everything is His. So in other words, it's when He is in us that His wisdom becomes ours. Mm-hmm. In verse, He is in us that His righteousness becomes ours. Mm-hmm. When He is in us, we become as sanctified or set apart for a holy purpose as he, as he, as he is. In our redemption, he's our redeemer. The result of the, of the redeemer's work is the redemption of whoever is, is redeemed. All Jesus, 100%. Us, 0%. All we require requires humility and surrender. Amen. Amen. Then the devil has another thing coming, and he knows this to be true, and he'll play on it. The closer we come to Jesus, L.N.G.Y. tells us the closer you come to Jesus, the more faulty you will appear in your own eyes, for your vision will be clearer and your imperfections will be seen in broad and distinct contrast to his perfect nature. see why we appear sinful? Because it's not that we, just, we, we become more sinful as we come closer to Him. We are just beca- we become more aware of our sinfulness. You, you notice how quickly we try to forget the bad things that we we, we, we did, right? Yeah, I mean, the little ones especially. You, you did, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll do better next time. I'll forget about. It. But the closer you come to Jesus, even those little sins come out in their glarest, full sinfulness. No sin is bigger than the other. Any little sin would put Christ well, was enough to put Christ on the cross. Even just a loose comment, as innocent as it may look to us here, no, not as innocent from the viewpoint of Calvin. Is still enough to put him on the cross. Does it bother you folks that uh, we appear more faulty because we move the Christ? No. no, why not? The, the answer is correct. You're right. It should not be disguised. Why not? Because they uh it shows us who we really are. Sometimes we think we're better than what we are, or you know you know, everybody looks good in their eyes, eh? You don't see and stuff. Okay, Very good. I love, that. I love that line. Look at what Alan says. But do not be discouraged. This is evidence that Satan's illusions have lost their power. You see, Satan likes to make us forget about our sinfulness, right? He says, Oh no, you're okay. Yeah, you're, you're fine as you are. Right. But do not be discouraged when you you when this your sins become more glaring in front of you when you get closer to Christ. Why? Because this is evidence that Satan's delusions have lost their power, that the vivifying influence of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is arousing you. And your indifference and unconcern are passing away. How many of you have tried um uh the um you know that fast that liquid you add uh um, hmm. like pepper uh, like lemon.
0: Yeah. What is master cleanse. the master master right? cleanse? The master cleanse.
1: Yeah. Um what happens after you finish the master cleanse? What's on all those first things did you notice?
0: I noticed that when, I, when I can um, think clearer. And your okay. and your body and, and your body's at, at peace. <laughs>
1: Do you, do you realize that after you finish that cleanse, you cannot eat, eat the spicy food that you used to eat before?
0: Right. You're, you're... You
1: cannot. You know, like, like for me, I, I, I eat a lot of hot food. And after I finish that cleanse, <laughs> I have to turn down because my senses are so acute. Yes. That's what Ellen you is telling us. The closer we get to Christ, the more acute, the more clear our eyes are to our own sinfulness. Folks, realize what the LNG White is inferring here. Because it's your own sinfulness is clear to you, they are forgiven. But because of the, the sinful, the, the, the utter despicable nature of, of the sins that you had committed is now fully clarified before your eyes. Mm-hmm. You have no time to judge anybody else. Right. You will not feel that you are qualified not to judge anybody else good right. you will appear to to you to your eyes as the chiefest of all sinners
0: yes yes
1: victory to christ on that one, on, just on that one point you let others be you have no time to criticize anybody else worry about anybody No deep-seated love for Jesus can dwell in the heart that does not see and realize its own sinfulness. The soul that is transformed by grace will admire his divine character. But if we do not see our own moral deformity, it is unmistakable evidence that we have not had a view of the beauty and excellence of Christ. a deep hole of the jar that's heavy think about it right if we if we do not see our sinfulness then we have not seen the purity of Christ but if we have seen the purity of Christ our own sinfulness become even more glaringly mm-hmm. sinful. yes The less we see to esteem in ourselves, the more we shall see to esteem in the infinite purity and loveliness of our Savior. A view of our own sinfulness, look at what it does. A view of our own sinfulness drives us to him who can pardon. I'll rephrase it. I'll rephrase it. A view of our own sinfulness will drive us to him who can cleanse us. Why do we go to the doctor? Why do we go to your, why do you go to your favorite doctor? When do you go? When something's wrong. Okay, something's wrong. And why do you go to him? Uh, to figure out what's wrong, find out, and get why, treated. Why, why him and not any other doctor? He's proven to you that he's able to fix your, your problem. Mm-hmm. See, so we go to him for solutions. You only need to do that when you realize that you are sick. If you did not know that you are sick, you will never go to your doctor. Amen? Amen. If I did not know that I had cancer, you know, that I have cancer, you think I'll go to an oncologist? No? This is what, when you get closer to Christ, the more clearly. The more sinful we appear, and the more needful we are of His pardoning grace and His power to save and cleanse. Amen. Leon Herald, February 17, 1885. On the same vein of thought, continue God does not deal with us as finite men deal with one another. God does not think like men does, right? <laughs> Neither do we think like he does. This is it. God does not deal with us as finite men deal with another. His thoughts are thoughts of mercy, love, and terrorist compassion. He will abundantly pardon. He says, I blotted out a thick cloud by transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Let us trust in the word of the Lord and by our cheerful obedience, it comes from what kind of obedience? Cheerful or joyful obedience. By a cheerful obedience, testify our gratitude for his pardoning love. We're going to have on February 17, 1885, once again. Here, Ellen G. White is referring to these following verses Isaiah 44, 22. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Seventh school lesson this week. Our brother already. So, what should our message be to the hopeless in a summary? Ellen G. tells it very clearly. Brothers and sisters, look up. You who are tried and tempted and discouraged, look up. Let no weary, hulking, sin-oppressed soul become faint-hearted. The promises of God that come down along the lines to our times assure you that heaven can be reached if you will continue to climb. Look up. It is ever safe to look up. It is fatal to look down. If you look down, the earth reels and sways beneath you. Nothing is sure. How many of you have uh, some height issues? I mean, have problems with height. I uh, when I was working in forestry, I got baptized. Uh, you know, the baptism by fire. As one of the senior, senior folks in the company, I we get to we get the. I you don't know. It is a fortunate or unfortunate position or role to fly up in the helicopter and look at the fire from above and control the movement of fire tankers and you know folks put out the fire. So it was my turn, and this guy that uh, uh, was piloting is a Fijian guy, but he was trained by the Mossad, but uh, trained by Israelis. So he he learned to fly at night with uh, just uh, infrared vision. It could fly through ravines. I mean, he is something else out of this world. And then somebody told him, he's from a, a province in Fiji that where his people and my people are always, you know, always teasing each other, always trying to uh, pull each other's leg. And somebody told him that I'm from my province, so he, he knew. And I didn't know him. So I went and sat down right next to him and he said, you ready? Yes. yeah, I am really is. You know, so I had my... Uh, radio uh, walkie-talkie ready to you know uh, communicate from up there. And he took off. Have you seen how helicopters take off? They they seem to dip. The head kind of leans forward and they kind of move forward this way as they go up, right? This guy didn't do that. This guy, when it took off, just went vertically up like this. Kept on going up and up and up and up and up. And then I realized that the bottom of the helicopter is clear. I made the mistake of looking down. It's clear, folks, as glass. <laughs> and, you know, when you're on the ground, like you can't tell because the ground is right there, right? Man, oh man, my legs went weak. Went weak. I mean, he went up straight up like about 300, 400 feet up in the air. Then he dropped and shoot, right? I mean, this guy was giving me, you know. <laughs> The, the big H word. <laughs> he's giving it to me because, you know, he's just trying to pull my leg. And I didn't and I was trying so hard not to show him it. But man, I my leg must have been shaking so much in his in the cockpit of the, <laughs> the helicopter. <laughs> but when I read this he reminded me of it. When I kept my eye on the sky, I had nothing down below the vertical, I'm fine. I think he could have taken me two thousand feet, in, he wouldn't wouldn't bother me. Because I'm looking up. Because I did not know how high up I was. Look up. It is truly fatal to look down. <laughs> you know? And then after he uh, soon he came down and he said, Man, uh, I, I thought you'd really, really crumble here, man. I, I said, you took it well, but how do you feel? I said, my legs cannot, <laughs> there's jelly right now. I have to wait a while before I can stand up. It, that's, that's exactly what what Melody what, what, uh, White is telling us here. It is ever safe to look up. It is fatal to look down. If you look down, the earth reels and sways beneath you, nothing is sure. But heaven above, heaven above you is calm and steady. And there is divine aid for every climate. The hand of the infinite is reaching over the battlements of heaven to grasp yours in a strong embrace. The mighty helper is nigh to bless. Lift up and encourage the most earth, the most sinful, if they will only look to him by faith. But the sinner must look up. He must see the glory of God above the shining ladder and the angels ascending and descending. With messages of mercy, Amen. Right. Look up. That's the message we should be giving each other. Amen. That's The message we should be giving someone. That remember, we're talking about people, Christians who are now walking with God, but every now and then they get buffed by circumstances. Okay, must off. right? Get buffed by circumstances that, that can really, really discourage and pull even the very, the, the strongest I mean, think about it, folks. When I think about being, feeling hopeless, I think about nobody else than Elijah. Think about Elijah from, after his greatest victory. Mark Cornell, right? Huh? His greatest victory. What happened to him, man? He ran. He ran for his life. This is a man that, according to the Bible, he slaughtered over a hundred uh, false prophets. He ran. So this can happen to the strongest of any of us to to, to reach a point where you feel discouraged. It's a point that I mentioned before. It's kind of similar to, this is our Gethsemane, where we have to hold on and look up and say, Lord, right now I don't feel strong, but not my will, Lord, your will be done. As weak as I am, Lord, take me. Hold me, uphold me always. Amen. Amen. Uh, look at this great verse in Psalm Amen. 145, verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raise up. All those that be bowed down. Amen. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says that all the planets every living things are held up by god amen and i think the word is used there he upholds all the planets now think about it folks when you know that the lord upholds everything that he created and keeps them in their place they don't fall out of place what does that mean what, what truth comes to you when you think about this very deeply? The fact that he, he upholds everything. Mm-hmm. For me, it's simply this. Whether I'm strong Spiritually speaking, faith speaking, or weak, he still upholds me. Do you think his hands, do you think his hands weaken when we when we get weak? The hand that is upholding us? No. It's the same hand. It's the only us. Folks, I mean when I thought of it, when the its truth hit me, I it blew my mind. Amen. Amen. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raises up all those that be by God. Amen, John. Hopeful. Oh, oh. And now I just want to end with that picture hmm. Hope for the hopeless is that hand that reaches out from above. Amen. That's grabbing. Now I don't know Amen. what uh, well, what kind of week you had, what kind of week you will have going forward, mm-hmm. what's going through in your life. But realize this: the hand that created you will always have hold, mm-hmm. and will never let you go unless you choose to fight Him and move away. From Amen.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: Thoughts? Folks, any thoughts, any questions? I'm thankful that he doesn't change despite us, our feelings, or even if we go astray from him, that he's still there for us. To help us. Amen. I just had a visitor come to my. Amen. Uh, amen. amen. <laughs> Hi. Uh, um, so yeah, and, and, then, and that's what I thought. I, I just want to encourage everyone because I know we, we get buffed. You know, all of us get buffed, no matter how video. we're we, we, we God, ah. we, we, we get buffered. Right, and so we. Uh, We need to realize that he never changes. He never changes. He will only, he will only let go of us if we've made a clear choice to him that we don't want. want. He will not fight against us if we've made a choice. That's the loving God that He is. He will not force us to be good. He will not force us to be His. Although Those who are his, he's very jealous of. He will not force us to remain there. It's an amazing relationship that he has. I was talking to somebody once that was going through some uh, hardship in their marriage. And I said, you know, uh, marriage was instituted by a God. This is a God who will not force anyone to stay in a relationship it's an amazing truth right this one who will not force anyone to stay in a relationship he instituted marriage uh, you know i mean they, they blew, it blew my mind when i uh, when i thought of it <laughs> i said this is he, it, right uh, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 a powerful powerful uh, realization for us yeah. to, to understand that this is a god that will not force us to stay with him although he's, he will jealously keep us if you want. I mean, the commandments clearly say that. So, I, the Lord, am a jealous God. Basically, the iniquities of the Father upon the children of the third and fourth generation, and showing mercy unto them thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Amen. It's an incredible thing. And so I was trying to... Uh, let the um, the couple that I was uh, uh, counselling know that they they've really got to ask themselves: Do they want to be in the relationship? Do they really want to be in the relationship? i question that I can answer. They only they can answer that themselves. Is it worth fighting for? Mm. I'll tell you what. God will fight to keep us on to a certain point. Every inch of the way. You know, battle to keep us every inch of the way on our way to hell. Mm. At a point it will come when you but you will say, as he said in uh, Genesis six, "My spirit will not strive with men anymore." It's not because he doesn't love us anymore. He continues to love us, but he realized that because we do not love him. It'd be hell for us, to, for him to take us to heaven. Yeah, anyone who doesn't love God, heaven is like hell to them. <laughs> yeah. So people say, you know, but hey. God will say, everybody said no 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 country cannot be a place where some people are crying and some people are laughing. Mm. Uh, got <laughs> I I took a while for him to sing in and I, I had to kind of dissect it bit by bit and I said, Bro, bro, no. It's our choice. Do you enjoy walking with God? Enough then. That's, how you, that's why he was taken up. Elijah finally did. That's why he was taken up. Moses finally did. That's why he was resurrected. Almost immediately. What's our choice? What's our decision? It begins with us learning to handle our own doubts when it comes to our relationship with God. And learning to encourage others walking down this path. Let the twenty twenty-two be a year where we encourage one another. When you don't see anyone uh, you know for a while, call them up, send them an email. Hey, everything okay? I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? That's how we as Christians, that's how they, that's how we show that we love one another as Christ has loved us. Amen. We care. Email, we have no excuse now. Text, email. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. So, folks, um, praise be to God for this. Uh, things that we've just learned, and uh, it, it uh, blew my mind when I read it. I said, I better share it with the class. So, God bless everyone, and um, thank, nice. you John. thank you, John. John. Kimola, why don't you, uh, Close. Prayers. Uh, okay. sure. All right. Let us pray. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you sent your Son uh, to redeem a guilty, sinful race, and He is our hope, our blessed hope, and uh, we're so grateful that you have led us even until now in our lives. And we ask, dear God, that you please continue to lead the help us to be a better version of ourselves that we may give words of encouragement, words of life, words of hope, and not words that are uh, discouraged. Please dear God uh, transform our lives in such a way may others see your loving kindness of in us. Mm-hmm. In our Amen. 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 Have a happy Sabbath afternoon, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. You're good. You're
1: good. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank
0: you, I will. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you. God, God. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. you. God bless you. Bye, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Thank you, Bye. 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 Sorry.
0: Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Please remember to come back for more interviews, programs, music, and others that you might enjoy. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel of Chad show. And I hope you have a great day in the world. Aloha.